downstairs. Told your ass be ready. You always got excuses, and you know I be on top of things. Punctual my proper name. On the dot is not your aim. Although we in love, we are not the same. Uh, I hit you on that celly. You said you needed five. That was more than 12 ago. Claim you got your hands tied. Time stuck like Velcro. Georgia Peach on east side like it's ATL. You lacking, you tripping, you slacking. Impatient, be waiting. Confused like what happened. How you get attitude? Cause I'm getting mad. Cause you wanna take 20 minutes and a half. And on top of that, I gotta get gas. Out the freeway, pick up traffic. Tick, 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 tick. Waiting for that last minute for your goddamn hell. Now stop playing games, go and bring your ass downstairs. What is good, everybody? If you are a first-time listener of my podcast, welcome to the Omnius Podcast. I am the Omnius Roan, a.k.a. Tyrone. Welcome. Welcome, 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 welcome. <laughs> uh, today... What's, what's today? My bad. I, I just woke up. <laughs> uh, well, today's Thursday, Thursday morning. And we are going to be discussing, as you can see, talking about spirituality. I wanted to talk about something in terms of emotions and relationships and psychological stuff. But my dear friend wanted me to talk about black spirituality, as she called it. So... I'm going to dedicate this particular episode to her and because I also need to make some more podcast content, so that too. But anyways, if you are a first-time listener, first-time, uh, I was going to say viewer, but you, you can't see me. <laughs> uh, if you're a first-time listener, you can follow me at the Omnius Roan on all social media platforms, uh, Twitter, Instagram, all that good stuff, right? Uh, YouTube. Um, I'm almost at 10K. The goal is to hit 10K uh, before uh, before May comes around. I don't know if it's possible, but that's my goal. My goal is to hit 10K before May comes around. And May is just around the corner. So my goal is to hit 10K. So make sure you subscribe to my YouTube channel. Um, I just hit 10K. And now I'm about to hit 11K on Instagram. So follow me on Instagram. But dealing with the whole scenario here, I want to deal with different angles concerning our true spirituality. Uh, for people who have listened to me before, people who've been following me for a good while, you know that my motto is that your lifestyle is a ritual. The way that you condition and fashion your own life, the way that you live your own life, that is your ritual. People think that you have to have an altar you have to make a sigil, you have to have these type of incense, or you have to say this 
this chant or, or that chant and all this other type of stuff, right? To manifest what you want in your life. And <laughs> it's, it's just not, that's, that's not to uh, shame or, or degrade or demean anybody who do those things. But if that doesn't work out or fit for you, you think it's corny or cringy like myself, you don't have to go down that route in order to manifest or get what you want in life. Um, what you must understand, though, is your lifestyle, the way that you talk and walk, the way that you live your life, that is your ritual. And so however you live your life, however you uh, grind and however you hustle, you're going to get the end results of whatever work that you personally put in your life. So that's why I say that your lifestyle and the way that you live your life is a ritual. Now, this is the centerpiece of spirituality because the mind is all and the universe is mental. And as it even talks about in the good book, in the Bible, <laughs> that faith is, is the substance of things worked, uh, hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. I'm going to say it again because I botched that a little bit. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. And for people who, who know about Christianity, faith is the centerpiece of the whole foundation of their belief in Jesus Christ. If there is no faith, you know, their their belief is vain. You know, believing in Christ is vain. And, you know, the resurrection of Christ is, is not, it has no value. But it's because of their faith that they are able to move on in terms of their reality in Jesus Christ and or their personal relationship with Jesus Christ as they say they do. I want to take that aspect and I want to apply it to this conversation and say that you must have that same type of uh, concept when it concerns yourself. You have to have faith in yourself. You know, the only God that you're supposed to be looking for is within yourself. You're not supposed to be looking for a God outside in the sky. You're not supposed to be looking for God in, in the churches and in the temples and in the mosque. No disrespect to those who go to the temples and churches and mosques. But that's not where God is at. It tells you even in your own book that God does not reside in uh, houses or, or things made by the hands of man. So you must come to an understanding that God can only reside within man. It tells you also in your own Bible, that the temple of God is the human body, literally. If you even go back and you study the way that the altar um, in the temple of Solomon is even made and, and put together, that it's the anatomy of the human body. As a matter of fact, when you break down the word Solomon, you get the word soul of man. Just, just break down the word soul of man. And when you study the, the metaphysics behind that and the alchemy behind that, you know, and you study the anatomy of that, you get the soul of man. So Solomon, um, when you study the metaphysical aspect of that, is a representation of the soul of man. Um, every time that you see the son of man in the Bible, the prophets, you know, Jesus, it's a representation of the journey that your soul is to go through in order to become the hero in your own journey. So with all of that being said, some people may not know truly what is spirituality. Some people may not know what to identify with. And I personally had this issue as well growing up 
um, without growing up, but growing out of Christianity because I gave up Christianity officially when I was turning 18. It was, i never forget, it was, it was around December of 2016. And when I uh, was given the information that Christianity was given to black people during slavery, I instantly gave up Christianity. Instantly. Instantly gave up Christianity. It dropped it, uh, uh, as they say back in the day, it dropped it like a bad habit. You know, <laughs> I just, I, I didn't want nothing to do with it. I was arguing with my parents back and forth. My, my dad telling me how the book, the Bible is a manual um, in order to live in life, just like you need a manual for, uh, you need a manual for, you know, how to make a bed. You need a manual for how to put a drawer together or how to put the fan up. You need a manual in order to how, uh, you need a manual in order to know how to live in life. And he was talking about how the Bible is that manual. Um, my mother, on the other hand, uh, was very emotional in her response towards me saying that I didn't want to contribute my life to Christianity. Whenever I would ask them these hardcore, hard-hitting questions, they did not give me um, the right answer. It was all emotional. When I asked my mom, why do you truly believe in, in Jesus? She would tell me, well, my, my, my parents believed in it. Grandma and granddaddy believed in it. My, my grandma and my granddaddy and your great-granny and your great-granddaddy believed in it. So you're just going to give up. You're going to give up the belief after all, all this. And I'm just like, that's not, a, <laughs> that's not an intellectual reason to continue to believe in something that you don't even know yourself is real. Why would I believe in something? Because everybody before me believed in it. You see what I'm saying? Why, why do I have to continue to go down this route of believing in Jesus, of believing in this concept of having a personal relationship with this deity, this God, that I don't know anything about? I never heard from him. I never seen him. I never seen any of his angels. I never seen Jesus. I don't know. If Jesus was to come down from the sky, I don't know what he would look like. Some people say he's white. Some people say he's black. Some people say he's Arabic, in between. I, I don't know. We don't know. Because at the end of the day, Jesus is not a historical character, but that's another, we're going to deal with that another time for another day. But when I was, you know, going through this uh, process, this growth of stepping out of Christianity and entering into spirituality, I gave up not only Christianity, but I stopped caring about what my family would think of that. I remember my mom would talk to uh, the pastor of the church, and there would be slight comments, and I was smart enough to get them. There would be slight comments in, in his sermons about Christianity and slavery, and it was, it was, it was mind-boggling, the logic behind what he would say concerning Christianity and slavery. He would say, you know, uh, if it wasn't for slavery, we wouldn't have known about Jesus. That slavery, in a sense, was God's plan to get to know us or for us to get to know him. That even through slavery, even with Christianity being, being given to us and the Bible being given to us, that we knew God and the slave master didn't. 
Now, a wonderful quote by the master teacher, Dr. Yosef Ben Yachman. He says, it's, it's ridiculous, I'm going to paraphrase what he said, that it's ridiculous for black people to believe in this God, Jesus Christ. Because a black man getting hanged, that black man is calling for God to get him out of the tree. And the slave master, the white people, are praying to God to get him up in the tree. <laughs> the slave is praying for freedom, and the slave master is praying for servitude, longevity of, of servitude and slavery. So when you have this dynamic of Christianity in, in the Bible, you have to question the beliefs that are given to you. And in the church, the black church does not do that. And I'm going to do a podcast episode soon on uh, the child abuse in the black church. And I just made a TikTok um, in a short. Uh, well, I made a TikTok and I made it into a short on YouTube. And the comments are astounding, <laughs> both good and bad. Uh, but we're going to talk about all of that um, this weekend concerning uh, child abuse in the black church. But the black church, the church alone does not teach you to question God. I remember as I was going through this process of, of getting out of Christianity, my mom had this little talk with me in the car. And she told me, you know, I was listening to Joyce Myers the other day, and she was saying that it's better for you to believe in God and find out that he's not real than to not believe in God and find out that he is real. So I asked my mom, <laughs> If you have a personal relationship with God, why do you blindly believe him? So like, what you mean? I said, well, you just told me that you rather believe and find out he's not real than to not believe and find out that he's, he is real. So what you're telling me is you don't know whether or not God is real. See, like, and, and you could tell, like, when, when you put somebody in a corner <laughs> in terms of their logic, their brain start glitching. So my mom brain glitch. She's like, what? I said, you just told me that you don't know whether or not God is real. You're believing just so that you won't go to hell. You're not believing because you know God. You're not believing because you know for a, for a hardcore fact. Now, they, now they're getting in cognitive dissonance. But who you think woke you up this morning? Who you think uh, 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 put the clothes on our back and food on our table? I said, daddy. <laughs> My daddy, that's who put clothes in our back and food on our table. And who you think gave him that job? Whoever he's working for. You know what I'm saying? Be realistic. <laughs> it's, it's ridiculous. Even like, we'll take Christmas for an example. These, 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 these hardworking families out here, right? Hardworking families, even working overtime to some, to, to some extent, to get presents for their children and at the end of the day they'll give all that credit to an imaginary big fluffy white man Santa Claus the same thing in, in, in vice versa or the same thing in comparison you are doing with God 
you give all the glory and all the praise to God for the so-called blessings in your life that you really brought into your own life. And any time that a curse comes around, any time that something bad happens to you, any time that you, you slip up or you miss the mark, the devil made me do it, or the devil tempted me, the devil led me astray. Oh, that's that sinful nature of mine. Well, something told me not to do it, all this type of stuff, right? And you still refuse to take accountability for your own actions. It's ridiculous. But it's, it's smart. And the reason why I say it's smart is because this system of religion has been going on for hundreds of years. This system of condemning people to hell, condemning people to a, to, to a lake of fire or judgment day, you know, condemning people to accept Jesus as Lord and Savior. This has been going on for hundreds of years with colonialism. At first, it wasn't even with colonialism, or, or rather, it wasn't with the consequence of hell, but to talk about, let me tell you about a man who, who was raised from the dead after three days, and Jesus, the, the son of the living God, loves you, and he wants you to turn away from your wicked ways. Imagine that, right? <laughs> These European missionaries coming to the lands of Africa. All throughout the lands, rather, right? But since we're dealing with black people, they come to the lands of Africa. And they teach about the love of Jesus. And how Jesus is the son of the living God and all this type of stuff. Converting people to disbelief. And I want people to understand that they first sent the, the, the European missionaries to the lands of Africa before colonializing them. Before taking their lands, they came as friends. Bars. <laughs> before they came and took the lands, they came and smiled as friends. Wanted to sup with them, wanted to, to talk with them and, and have fun with them and get to know them and befriend them, all this other type of stuff. To get them to trust them enough to give them power, inch by inch, mile by mile, land by land. Getting one person to turn against another. And, you know, this started to happen so much so that then once they took over a good portion of the land... Then they started to build slave ports. And once they started to, to, to build these slave ports, they would then sail or, or transport the African people or the black people on these lands to the Americas. And this is what we know as the slave trade or the Middle Passage. The first time that black people heard the name Jesus was the slave ship Jesus. That's the first time black people personally heard the name Jesus, was the slave ship Jesus. Ironic. But with this topic, you know, and I know I, I ramble a lot, <laughs> with this topic of spirituality, what was our spirituality before a Jesus or a God? You know, what was, what was our true spirituality before Christianity Judaism, Islam came into place. What was our true spirituality? What was our true essence and who we truly are? 
And my answer to that would be is that the way that we conditioned our own life was due to culture. And the foundation of every culture in any civilization was spirituality. And spirituality um, was a more expressive way of talking about science. Put it that way. Whenever you dealt with mythology, spirituality concerning, we'll deal with Ogun and Oshun, for an example. The Ifa system, dealing with the Orishas, is some of the most complex, uh, I won't say complicated, but some of the most complex um, concepts of spirituality that I have ever ran across. And when you break down the, the Orisha system and you deal with the anatomy of the body, every functional or important organ in the body, you can co-sign with every Orisha from top to bottom. And so with all of that in mind, you could do the same thing with the, um, the Netters, with the Egyptians or the, uh, the Kemetic people. So when you're dealing with the foundation of spirituality, spirituality firsthand was supposed to be talking about the God within yourself, how you are one and one with the one. And there are many names for what they call God, right? Many names. But just to make it simple, I want to say per se simple, but just for you to understand, the one that they called God or the one that we call God, for others, they call the one. For another, they call it infinite reality, supreme consciousness. Other people nowadays call it the universe. But you must come to an understanding that God or supreme, whatever name you want to go by, <laughs> I'm not even going to go through all the names. But what we know as to be God dwells within anything and everything on this earth. Everything that breathes and lives has God in it. Now, the true essence of God is for those who have a soul. And that's a whole other topic for another day, but that's when we're dealing with the nine ether beings. Those are the true replicants, uh, the blueprints of the universe. And that's when we're dealing with black people, you know, the original people. But aside from that, when you're dealing with true spirituality, we are dealing with a concept in which we are just living out our identity. That is what spirituality is. Our true, spirit, our true spirituality is just living out our life. Living out our purpose. If anybody ever heard the quote from Aleister Crowley, do without wilt, do without wilt does not mean that you do whatever you want. Do without wilt means that you fulfill the purpose in which you are supposed to walk in, in this life, on your own personal hero's journey. So within this life, you must have knowledge yourself. The only, the only way to fulfill your purpose is to have knowledge yourself. So once you understand who you truly are and why, why you was put here to begin with, whether you're the divine masculine or the, the, the divine feminine, once you understand that you are supreme consciousness manifested in the body, as it says in the Bible, the word manifested in the flesh, then you can walk in your true purpose. Then you can become the light of the world. You was put on this earth not to save others, but to let your light shine so that others may resonate with that light. 
But you was put on this earth to know yourself, to find yourself, to find the God within. So the question my dear friend asked me <laughs> uh, to answer the question, that is, that is what our true spirituality, our true spiritual life was. There, there are many different scopes and many different outlooks on spirituality in terms of God throughout, throughout the whole lands of Africa and even black people in Asia and Europe and the Ameri so on and so forth, right? Even though we had a different story and we had a different face, it all came back to the same thing. That's why I'm omniist, because omniism is when you're dealing with truth expressed in different ways. Somebody who's omnius does not believe in one religion or the other, but understand that every religion and every spiritual system and every story is telling the same thing just in a different way. It's like genre of music or uh, the different colors of the rainbow or, or different forms of fashion, you know, different forms of culture. I'm, I'm willing to look within each story and grasp something from that. You know, but that doesn't mean I'm supposed to be hooked on to it. When you get hooked on to it, that's when it starts to become uh, minimized. When you get hooked on to a particular belief, then you begin to historicalize the belief. Now you pushing it on other people. Now you saying your belief is better than another person's belief. That's when ego gets into play. Now you done killed spirituality in the whole belief. <laughs> now you made it all about you. You didn't make it about God. Now you're making it all about yourself. So to conclude this message, for those who are listening, the way that you tap back into spirituality is when you know yourself and find yourself. If you do not know yourself, if you have not found yourself, you cannot act out or, or practice true spirituality. Because if you don't know yourself, how can you know God? To know thyself is to know God. So if you don't know yourself, if you haven't determined what you really want in life, if you haven't determined who you truly are, that could, that could not only deal with your own personality, but spirituality, uh, your emotional status, your, your physical status, sexuality. If you don't know who you truly are, you can't know God. You have to first know yourself. You have to first deal with your, your trauma. You have to first deal with the things that have happened to you in the past. You have to deal with what such and such said about you in, in middle school. <laughs> Believe it or not, some people still let certain things in the past get to them. You can't be one of these hurt people on, on TikTok talking about, oh, I can't stand black women. Oh, I can't stand black men. That's why we need to date outside our race. That's why I'm gay. That's why I'm lesbian. Because these niggas ain't this, and these niggas ain't that. You can't be one of these people. I don't care how spiritual they are. I don't care how many crystals they wear around their neck. I don't care how many incense they have, how many uh, different collections of tarot cards they have. They ain't spiritual. They putting on a show. You can't be one of those. True spirituality is knowing yourself. And once you know yourself, you know God. And once you know God, you can then walk in your true spirituality as God manifested in the flesh or God is manifested in the flesh.
but you can't you can't practice true spirituality and not know yourself. Some people act like they may know themselves, but they truly don't. So you have to ask yourself, do you know yourself? When it comes to trauma, when it comes to certain things that have happened in your life, you know, have you truly gotten over those? Have you made peace with the good and the bad in your life? Have you done the shadow work? You know, do you put yourself first above all things? You know, you have to you have to look at your self-love. You have to look at insecurities. You have to look at all this stuff. And I'm not saying that you have to be perfect. I'm not saying you have to be 100%. Because if we was all 100%, we wouldn't need spirituality. We wouldn't need books or, or teachers or people to lead, uh, lead us to, to the light or, you know, all this other type of stuff. We wouldn't need tools and stuff. That, that are necessary in order to build us up. There would be no need for us to continue to try and find who we truly are or to tap into this or tap into that if we was all 100%. But that's just not the way that life goes on. That's just not the way that life was conditioned for us to live in. I'll take it even a step further and put on my own emphasis or my own theory on this that I think that even within our flaws, there's a hint of perfection. I think that within dropping into darkness, we can draw closer to the light. Because you first have to step in darkness in order to get to the light. You first have to confront the dragon in the cave. <laughs> you must first go through the tunnel of darkness in order to reach the light. So even within your falls, you come back stronger. You know, even when you get knocked down, you rise up. You know, even though you fall into the lake of fire, you rise up like a phoenix. You know, you rise from the ashes like a phoenix. So even within your flaws, there's perfection. And it's, it's a beautiful concept. But that's all the time that I have for today. I thank everybody for listening to this podcast episode. Hopefully you got something out of this podcast episode. Um, I have a question Q&A type of thing or whatever um, where I'm asking a question and you give me your personal answer. So I have that below this podcast episode. If you're on Spotify, you can see if you scroll down. Um, it's below the description. But hopefully you, you enjoyed this podcast. Um, like I said before, if you want to find me on other platforms, it's at the Omnius Rome on all social media platforms, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. And be sure to follow me on Spotify at the Omnius Podcast and turn on the notifications so that you will be notified when when whatever I post and all that other good stuff. So thank you for listening to my podcast episode. Share this podcast with other people if you feel like it can help them. Um, improve their own personal spiritual life and spiritual journey. Until next time, I'm Tyrone, and I am out.